Oh shit, you are now tuned in to the hottest sports podcast on the internet, Up in Flames, brought to you by your boy, Mo Murphy. This is where you will hear some of the hottest takes in the most raw and uncut fashion, baby. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Mo, back with another episode of Up in Flames. We're going to do a special episode today. We're going to talk a little bit about the draft. We're not really going to do a mock draft, but we're going to talk about the draft. I got my boy Hefe back. If y'all remember, Hefe was on the all-time NBA draft. You know he had that fire team. He hands down had the best team out of all of us. But I got him back. Say what's up, Hefe. Yo, what's up? What's up? What's up? Let's do it. Yep, yep. So... Um, we're going to talk about the draft. Um, the first thing I want to get into just because this is a t- the big topic for me is the Joe Burrow or Tua comparison as far as who's the better quarterback, who would you rather have? So Hefe, I kind of want to hear what you would say on like, if you were the Bengals, why you would take Joe Burrow over Tua? Oh man, that's, it's a, it's such a hard, but easy question to me because I really feel like, like Joe Burrow to me is probably the safer pick between the two quarterbacks as far as, like, plug-and-play, you know, the, he has the size, he has the arm, he has the, the, the pedigree of last year's season. Um, I know he only has one year of productivity, but um, it just feels like, to me, he's, like, a safer pick. And I and I was thinking about this last night, but it feels – this kind of – and it might not be the same the same comparison, but it kind of feels like, to me, the Andrew Luck versus uh, RG3 thing, where we knew Andrew Luck was coming in with the big arm, you know, healthy, spectacular season – and we knew RG3 was coming in with the higher ceiling, which is why I think Tua, Tua has to be the higher, the higher ceiling. I do I do think that. Um, it, it just feels like to me, if I was the Bengals, and I didn't want to take that much of a risk. I feel like Joe Burrow is a safer pick. And that's not to say that he's better than Tua, or that's not, not to say that he's not better than Tua. It just, it just feels like a safer pick, and it's the pick that they should make. Yeah, for, pick yeah for me, the only thing is, like, I think Tua's better than Joe Burrow. You know what I'm saying? I was on the uh, one of my other homies' podcast, the Football and Chill podcast, and we had the same conversation. But I think Joe Burrow is better, or he's not. I think Tua is better than Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, like you said, is the safer pick. I mean, you really nailed it on the head. But I really do think that if Tua was never, if injury history was never in question, I don't even think we'd be talking about Joe Burrow being the number one pick. Going into before he had his spectacular season, Joe Burrow was like a fourth or fifth round grade. Now, I get it. He came in. He had a historical season. But one year of productivity, like you said, it one year I, I can't really say like you're you're ready to be that guy. Now, granted, he's been in college for five years. You know, he played an extra year. But he was a backup at Ohio State. He lost the quarterback battle. I get it. He did break his wrist. So that probably affected him. He possibly could have been the starting quarterback at Ohio State the year Dwayne Haskins was. But to me, that's another thing is Dwayne Haskins – had one year of productivity. He had a historic season. It wasn't as great as Joe Burrow's. But remember, Dwayne Haskins came off of throwing 52 touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? Uh, his one year starting. And he became, you know, a, a first-round pick. And then coming into last season as a rookie, like, he didn't really reach expectations. Now, granted, it was only his rookie season. He did play for the Redskins. But Joe Burrow going to fall into the same thing with the Bengals. And, like, I just don't know if – I question Joe Burrow, like, how talented is he, like, he had a breakout season in the right situation all around from talent at receiver, talent at running back, talent at the office of, you know, the passing coordinator was Joe Brady. Joe Brady's gone and he's not going to Cincinnati. So 
I think Joe Brady had a lot to do with Joe Burrow's success because he came by the NFL offense. So Burrow is going to be running an NFL offense. So I do get that. But I just, I think Tua's the more talented. And I think if you give Tua a less talented team like the Bengals, then I think Tua would be a better, he'd be, he'd be more successful in Cincinnati than Joe Burrow is. And I think if Tua ends up going to the Dolphins or the Chargers, I think Tua will have a better career because Miami and the Chargers are both more talented right now than the Bengals. Could the Bengals end up being more talented? I even doubt that because Dolphins got all these first-round picks. Chargers got that outstanding defense. As long as they stay healthy, they got that outstanding defense in place. And then, you know what I'm saying, they got the receivers, they got a running back. So I just think, you know, going number one, I would take Tua, but since the injury is a question, then the safer pick is Joe Burrow. Yeah, I agree with most of everything you said. Um, It's just... It, honestly, dude, it just kind of depends on what what Cincinnati, how they really feel about Joe Burrow, his workouts, his interviews. Um, I just, I don't know, man. It's just, also, you got to think, Joe Brady is going to be there with him. So, that just, to me, like, it, it, it just, it shows the investment that Cincinnati is willing to to put into Joe Burrow just to give him that prime situation. And I know he only had a one-year product, but, I mean, we can't we can't n- knock him for that because he ultimately he ended up coming into the season and he did what he was supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, he didn't regress. He, he got better. And yeah. he had a historical season and they won the national title. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so it, it, it just – going back to how you were saying as far as Tua being healthy – yeah, if he was healthy, maybe it'd be more of a discussion. But really, what's the disparity between going number one overall and number two overall? You know what I'm saying? There's really no if, – if Joe Burrow was number one and two goes number two, it, to me, that doesn't necessarily mean that, that Joe Burrow was light years ahead of him. It just, it just so happens that one team liked you know, quarterback A more than quarterback B. But that's what I'm saying. It's not – for me, it's not about like Tua should be the higher draft pick. It's just like if I'm looking at taking a quarterback, am I taking the right quarterback? They both could end up being – ultimately very successful they both could end up being bust but what I'm saying is if I'm if I'm basing it solely off of talent which you can never base it solely off of talent Tua does have an injury history he looks good in the workout videos that he posts but I'm sure them workout videos are from the beginning of the workout we don't see what he looks like an hour hour and a half later you know what I'm saying towards the end of the workout when you're tired is that hip giving him some trouble but I'm just saying as far as yeah one guy could be a little bit better than the other Joe Burrow could have a little bit higher grade but Take it, no matter whether you go one or two, it doesn't really matter. But it's like when you pick that guy, number one, you liked him a little bit better. And if he turns out not to be the guy that you thought you were taking, and Tua does be the guy that everybody thought he was going to be, they just didn't want to take that chance because of injury history, then, you know, you end up making a bad pick. And teams make bad picks all the time. I mean, you know, back to the Ryan Leaf, you know what I'm saying? Like that was one of the worst picks of all time. So I get it. And I'm not saying Joe Burrow going to be a Ryan Leaf, but even the simple fact of like a comparison, like Joe Burrow's NFL comparison is more so Tony Romo and everybody's more saying Tua's NFL comparison is more a left-handed Drew Brees. So if I'm evaluating as a team and if uh, if a lot of experts are saying I see a lot of Romo and Burrow and I see a lot of Brees and Tua, well, if you look at both of their careers, who would you rather have, Drew Brees or Tony Romo? Tony Romo was a solid he was actually a very good regular season quarterback, but he always folded under pressure, whether it was towards the end of the regular season trying to get in the playoffs or whether he folded in the playoffs. And Drew Brees, Drew Brees was just a greater quarterback. You know what I'm saying? So if I got a guy that they're comparing to Drew Brees, I got a guy comparing to Tony Romo. I mean, it almost comes up to the question, who would you rather have, Drew Brees or Tony Romo? 
Yeah. Like with Tua, like um, I, I think also the situation has to be right for him too. That's with any quarterback, but um, yeah. I really feel like, for example, if Tua were to find his way to, let's say, if the Chargers traded up, man, that'd be such a good situation for him because that defense is there. Their offense is there. You know what I'm saying? So and he wouldn't have to start. He wouldn't have to start. And he wouldn't have to start. And Detroit could trade back from three to six and still get Okuda probably at six while get, gaining other draft capital while the Chargers move up and get their guy and they and they beat Miami to the punch. And Miami can still go ahead. You know, based on some reports, Miami seems to maybe even be liking uh, Herbert more than two anyway. So yeah. um, Chargers feel like that's their guy. they got to move up and get him. Um, it would probably cost a little bit, um, you know, some, some draft picks. But going from six to three, it wouldn't be that crazy. Um, but yeah, I think that'd be like, that, that'd be like a perfect fit for for a guy like Tua would be um, would be the Chargers, just because the the defense is there and and they have some you know some stud stud weapons on offense. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, like I said, if it was me, I'm going Joe Burrow just because of, of, of I, I don't want to get you know a lot of people. Man, anybody could be a, a, a death GM or cows GM, but a lot of people don't realize is a lot of these picks, you know, that we make, like we're doing on this podcast, is there's no repercussions to these picks that we make. You got, you're talking about GM picks. They got to make this pick and get it right because they get fired. These dudes yeah. get fired. You know what I'm saying? So we make these picks and we're like, oh, well, I'll take this. But these picks aren't being made with any repercussions whenever fans do these picks. So GMs have a lot of pressure to get these picks right. So if I'm if I'm if I have to if my jaw's on the line and I want to go with the safer pick, I, I take Joe Burrow. Yeah. Um, so and I, I'm living and dying with the fact that two ends up being better. Then that's what I'm living and dying with. But the safer pick to me is Joe Burrow. So another thing I've been thinking, as far as you know, with Cincinnati, is are they really should they be sold on a quarterback? I'm not gonna say are they because it seems like they're sold on Burrow or Tua, whoever. It just seems like they're sold with their number one pick taking a quarterback. But should they be so sold on taking a quarterback with that number one pick? Like. Should a guy like Chase Young be in consideration with that number one pick? Okay, so I was thinking about this the other night too. If we're talking about strictly just the, the best player on the board, it's 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 not Joe Burrow. To me, it is Chase Young. If we're talking about picking the best player available, it, it, it by any means necessary, it would be Chase Young. And if Cincinnati, if, if they really played their cards right, man, they they could trade back from like one to three or one to four and probably still land Chase Young. And and while well, adding more draft capital, but just to back to what you were saying, uh, it 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 should be a consideration. If there's any doubt in your mind that Joe Burrow is not the quarterback that you want running your franchise for the future, if there's any doubt, then Chase Young should seriously be the consideration because he probably is the number one overall player, period, in the draft. And I will say with Chase Young, as far as um, to me, Chase Young is the best player in the draft. You know, there's a little bit of bias with me as far as Ohio State, but. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of stats and everything to back up Chase Young being the best player available in the draft. But to me, like, if you want to see, like, okay, if I take Chase Young, am I taking a chance? Look at the defensive ends Ohio State has produced Nick and Joey Bosa. Like, Joey Bosa was a stud rookie defensive end. Uh, I mean, Joey Bo Nick Bosa was a stud rookie defensive end. So was Joey his rookie year. He had a couple injuries, you know what I'm saying? But they both are stud defensive ends. I mean, they're two of the top ten defensive ends in the NFL, you know, in a couple years, there may be a case that Nick Bosa could end up being, you know what I'm saying, the, the best defensive end, but you can't give that title to a guy as a rookie. But Nick Bosa, you know what I'm saying, was a killer. So to see, and Chase Young might be better than both of them. 
Like, if you like what you're seeing from Joey Bosa in the NFL, you like what you're seeing from Nick Bosa in the NFL, Chase Young might be, he might have been better in college because I remember the Nick Bosa comparison when, when we first recruited him, they were saying Nick Bosa is better than his bigger brother. And I'm like, there's no way. Joey Bosa wrecked through college. And then we got Chase Young. And they're saying, oh, Chase Young's probably better than both the Bosa brothers. And I'm like, there's no way you just continuously get better. Like, I'm thinking, you know, Nick Bosa is like the ceiling as far as that's about the best defensive end you're going to get. And I do think, part of my thinking with Cincinnati taking Chase Young is Chase Young in the NFL isn't going to get as many double teams and he damn sure not going to get no triple teams like he got in college. His sole job is to get to the quarterback. I'm pretty sure Chase Young is going to get to the quarterback. Like, there's no doubt in my mind that I'd be going with the wrong guy to get to the quarterback if I got Chase Young. And another thing is, if you do get Chase Young, Cincinnati is not going to be good next year to me regardless. Like, they're still going to be, they're going to have a top 10 pick to me hands down next year regardless. So I would go with the best player available. And there's still, there, there might be a quarterback you could get in the second round. Now, I get it. He won't be Joe Burrow. You know, maybe Jake Fromm or Jacob Eason fall in the second round. But you still have Andy Dalton. I get it. You're trying to move on from Andy Dalton. But you do have Andy Dalton. And I do think he might end up being traded around close to the draft for like a sixth or seventh round pick, nothing major. But you do have Andy Dalton, and you also have two guys, to me, that that are going to come in with high draft stock and Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields next year's draft. So even if you're a bottom 10 team with Cincinnati, I think it's going to be that no matter what quarterback they take, no matter who they take in the first round, I think they're going to be a bottom 10 team. So I would just go with the best player available. i go with Chase Young. He's probably going to for sure make an impact. With no struggle, he's not going to come in and be a double-digit sack guy. But to me, he's going to come in with impact day one. So I would go with Chase Young if if I had any doubt in my mind. Like you said, if you have any doubt in your mind, go with Chase Young. Because there's not like you'll probably have a chance at another stud quarterback next year when Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence are coming out. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, if But if you're Washington, you're sitting there, you know, just salivating over the fact that you're about to get Chase Young. Bro, they got... Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen, and you had Chase Young. That defensive front is about to be nasty. That's a nasty, nasty combination. Yeah, and don't you forget the guy they drafted last year. You you talking about Washington, right? Yeah, they, yeah. They have Jonathan Allen, Chase Young, and Deron Payne, and Montez Sweat. Don't forget the guy from out of Montez Mississippi Sweat. State. So if you're Washington, man, you're you're just you're gladly letting this guy to your lap, um, and, and and you're walking with that. Uh, but yeah, you know, to your original. Uh, statement there, Cincinnati should consider drafting uh, Chase Young if they want the best available. But, you know, they need a quarterback. Quarterbacks are the sexy picks. Quarterbacks are, you know, they're, they're, they're those cornerstone franchise players that, that you need to establish. Um, and, and the pick should be uh, Joe Burrow, but the pick should also be consider, uh, into consideration for uh, Chase Young. If you were, if we're uh, strictly speaking about drafting the very best player available at the moment. But um, that being said, I think I think they're going to go quarterback, and, and and Washington should be happy and thanking Cincinnati for letting uh, Chase Young fall to them. Which yeah, they, they might trade back too. You never know. Yeah, just like you said, quarterback is just the pick. It's the it's the satisfying pick. It's the you you don't have to justify picking a quarterback when you really feel like you need one. You're at a time where you want to move on from Andy Dalton. You let Ryan Finley play. He didn't really prove much. So your fans are seeing that they need a quarterback. So you won't have to justify picking a quarterback to the fans. They'll be satisfied with Joe Burrow. They'll probably question anybody other any quarterback other than Joe Burrow, including Tua. But I don't think fans will really question Chase Young either, especially when you just think about the future. Like, if I'm solely thinking about the future, like, 
there's some study there's some star-studded quarterbacks coming out next year. I'm gonna be a, a bottom 10 team easily, even if I get Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow could he would have to have like a, a MVP type rookie year for them to to me to even be like 500. So they're gonna be below 500. I mean, I think I got them five, six wins max. You know what I'm saying? So I think they'll be a bottom 10 team. So I would just go with Chase Young. Possibly, you know, if you really sold on Joe Burrow, then take Joe Burrow. But if you're not fully sold on him, I'll take Chase Young just for the simple fact. You know what I'm saying? There's a couple quarterbacks that are going to be some stars or come in with the same star-studded, you know what I'm saying, outlook as far as Trevor Lawrence. And I think I think Justin Fields is going to be in that. You know what I'm saying? That, that's a conversation for another day. But I do think that uh, you should highly consider Chase Young and maybe even come draft day lean towards Chase Young. But enough about, you know what I'm saying, the quarterbacks and, and what the Bengals should do. Um, for those of you that don't know, my boy Hefe is the biggest Raiders fan I know, let alone he's probably, you know what I'm saying, a top 10 biggest Raiders fan in the world. So uh, my question for you is y'all have two first-round picks, number 12 and number 19, if I'm not mistaken. So what would you, as a as a true fan and then as a guy who has a great football mentality a great foot a great look and a great eye for talent who what would you like to see your Raiders do like what would satisfy you as a Raiders fan with y'all two first round picks man that's a I know I know a lot of Raider fans are gonna <clears throat> they want I know the consensus pick with Raider fans is that they, they want a wide receiver at pick 12 which I, I I agree with the pick and I understand it personally I feel like wide receiver is so deep is that we can afford a path quarterback or a wide receiver, I'm sorry, at 12 and still end up getting a, a, a good quarter or wide receiver later on. But um, if I had to, if it, if it was up to me, um, pick number 12, it, it would be between three guys. Um, if CJ Anderson is there, he has to be seriously considered because the drop off in talent and quarterbacks after Okuda and Anderson, Okuda is clearly the, the, the top dog. After that, you got C.J. Anderson uh, out of the University of Florida, and then after that, there's a bit, there's a considerate drop off in in, in, in talent. Um, the next guys would be Christian Fulton at LSU and Jeff Gladney out, out of uh, TCU, along with uh, Trayvon Diggs and a couple other guys. Um, but just because the drop off in, in talent is so considerate between cornerbacks opposed to wide receiver, I, me personally, I would like to go cornerback at twelve, also because it's it's one of our biggest needs after the uh, the deal for uh, Eli Apple, which. It was uh, honestly a blessing this guy has fell through. Um, I would go cor- cornerback at 12 um, if he's – or at least considered if he's there. But ultimately, I think the pick will be Jerry Judy or T.D. Lamb, one of the two. Um, or Henry Ruggs. I know I just named three guys, but um, I, I think Judy's just a little bit of a safer pick because of his routes, um, you know, his ability to create some space, he, he, his hands. Um, CD is probably the more dynamic of the wide receivers. He's better in the red zone. He kind of reminds me of of, of uh, Michael Crabtree, almost the same size, six foot two, six foot three, um, at Big Twelve. Uh, yeah, coming out the same um, conference. You know, and then uh, and and then Henry Ruggs is obviously you know the the, the Tyree kill, which it comes down to what John Gruden wants in his wide receiver. But I think Jerry Judy fits better at twelve. Um, so that's what the pick is going to be, I think. But I would prefer CJ Anderson. Now, pick nineteen. Um, let's say we do go Judy at, at 12, um, and at pick 19, uh, C.J. Anderson's not there, which he's probably not going to be, or Xavier McKinney, which he's probably not going to be. This is the ideal position for the Raiders. I think should consider trading back from, from 19 to the late 20s or, or maybe even 
uh, you know, for Miami's two second rounders or something. I don't know. But um, if I had to make a pick, though, at 19, it's probably going to be between Gladney or, or Fulton at quarterback just because that, that is our other biggest needs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know most, most Raider fans probably want uh, Gladney or, or Fulton. Um, I know some are lobbying for Trayvon, uh, yeah, for Trayvon Diggs. Um, but I think that's what, that's, those, those two are going to be the PC. They're going to be 12. It's going to be um, Jerry Judy. Nineteen is probably going to be Fulton. Also, uh, hit on top of that is uh, Mike Mayock's a big. Uh, um, he's a big guy on, on, on pedigrees, and he loves his LSU players. He loves his, his Bama players. He loves his Ohio State players. He he wants that pedigree. He wants the you know the 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 the, the history and the tradition that comes with these players. Uh, so that's what I think those two are going to be. But to be honest with you, I'm I'm a little bit more unconventional, and I'm looking at at. C.J. Anderson, personally at 12, and then trade back at 19 to acquire a second rounder. Um, because we already have three third-round picks in the third. We have picks number 80, 81, and 91. So we could easily trade into the second by offering two-thirds. You know what I mean? So um, that's what it's going to end up being, though. I think it's going to end up being uh, Judy and Fulton. 12. So to get into what you said, um, you know, I'm not really going to talk too much about the Raiders because, you know, as much as you love the Raiders, because I love you, I would love to, for your team to mess this whole draft up. But it's not going to happen. I mean, two first-round picks, no matter what decision they make at 12, no matter what decision they make at 19, it's really a very promising future for your Raiders. You're not going to hear me say that much, but it, but it really is. You know what I'm saying? If, if y'all rock with Judy and then rock with Fulton, those aren't two bad picks at all. Um, but what I, what I heard you say was you'd be willing or you would want your, the Raiders and Mayock to think about trading – Pick 19 for Miami's two second rounders. So what that kind of made me open my eyes to would be like, let's just hypothetically say y'all do y'all make that trade. Now that gives Miami four for that would give Miami four first round picks. They already have three. That would give Miami four first round picks. Now in a crazy to me, Miami is one of the teams that really upgraded their team in the offseason. They re, to me, I personally think they did a great job in upgrading because you know, it kind of was really with all that money, you were gonna do nothing but upgrade. But you know, whether what how strong you feel about Byron Jones, he's still a good corner. Whether you think he's a great corner, you know what I'm saying, is up for debate, but he's a good corner. How however strong you feel about Kyle Vinoy, whether he's a great linebacker, okay, maybe he's not, but he's a good linebacker. Shaq Lawson is a young guy, you know what I'm saying, that Buffalo was ended up getting rid of because he didn't meet the expectations for Buffalo. But he's a young guy, bro, and, and he's good. Not he's not great, he's not elite, but he's good. So to me, they made a lot of upgrades. So if you tell me with all these upgrades, and you, let's just say y'all were to trade back for two second rounders, what what would you envision Miami doing with four first round picks? I mean, with four first round picks, we talking about. I know Miami would be very young, but we talking about Miami could be a really talented team in a weak AFC East. You know, Tom Brady's out of New England, so for me. I think that would be the ultimate scenario for Miami. That they already have three first-round picks, and to me, they're already going to come out with a lot of talent, especially based off of where their picks are, number five, even if they go quarterback. You know what I'm saying? But to me, if they get a fourth first-round pick, like, what do you think that would do for Miami? Like, Do you think that would be a great setup for the Dolphins? Do you think it would be like, ah, oh, they got four first-round picks and they'll still be bad? Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, What do you think that would do for Miami with four first-round picks if hypothetically y'all were to trade back for their two second-rounders? The more first round picks you get, the less margin for error you got because eventually you're gonna end up hitting. I mean, you know, instead of uh, so like a typical 
Oracle team, you have one first round. So you have to go one for one in that first round and hit. When you got four first rounders, your margin of error is a little bit less because you can afford to 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 end up drafting players for need and or for death. So, but in Miami's case, um, it would actually be like fucking awesome because they'd be giving up picks number thirty nine and fifty six for exchange of number nineteen. Just hypothetically say, which it might it might it, it might be too much for the Raiders to be giving up nineteen, but at the same time, it, it, I. I the value is there for both teams. But let's just say the trade goes down. Miami has four first-rounders. You're talking about two or Herbert going at five. Um, their next pick, I believe, is pick number... 18. Uh, 17. No, they have 18. They're, they're behind Dallas. Okay, 18. So, 18. At that point, you go best available offensive lineman, right? And then after that, have pick number... And then, then they got uh, 19 from the Raiders. At that point, you can go best available uh, defense alignment. Let's say Ken Law's there for them, you know? And then at 26, you... You look at best available safety, maybe a Graham Delpit, maybe an Antoine Winfield to kind of close out that secondary with Xavier Howard and Byron Jones and uh, Antoine Winfield. So it would, honestly, it's a, it's, it would be a smart move for Miami because if you're going from three to four first rounders and you're addressing so many needs that that team has. And I know you think that their, their offseason was really good. And I think that they made the moves that they needed to make. But I, I think they ended up making moves that they probably shouldn't have. As far as they... They got into this this bidding wars where they ended up just paying top dollar to get these guys, and that usually happens when teams when teams are bad. Is that you have to overpay to get free agents because you're so bad that you know you, sometimes you end up overpaying. And I've seen it I've seen it with the Raiders for a very long time where we had to overpay for guys to come to Oakland because we we fucking suck. So I get that, but um, uh, with Byron Jones, yes, he's a he's a fucking awesome cornerback dude. But really paying him number one quarterback in the league money. That that's 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 kind of steep for me, um, especially when if they really wanted a cornerback and an elite quarterback, they could have just gone Okuda at five if he's there. You know what I mean? But um, going back to, to to what you were saying, I think I think it's a move that Miami would, would want to consider getting a four a four first rounder just because your margin of error gets smaller and you could get you could address more needs. Um, and shit, man, maybe maybe I'm speaking this into this is maybe that trade does go down, but I, I'd be open for it. If I, if I was a Raider fan, I, if I got picks number 39 and 56 um, and still keep pick 12, you know, you go Judy and then 39, you can get uh, maybe the Damon Arnett or, uh, you know, uh, uh, Jalen Johnson from Utah or Trayvon Diggs. And then at 56, you can still land maybe a Jeremy Chin, a safety. So um, I, I think it's a, a move that Miami would want to make or probably would at least really consider it. Yeah, my, my thing um with Miami, if they had five, eighteen, nineteen, and you said twenty they have twenty six. With five, eighteen, nineteen, and twenty six. Now five, okay, like you said, they go quarterback. Um eighteen, I think Xavier McKinney might still be sitting there. A lot of mock drafts, especially a lot of these professional mock drafts, do have McKinney going to um Miami at eighteen. Uh, and that's, I think that's solely for the simple fact that, um, my Cowboys ended up, you know, signing, uh, ha ha Clinton Dix, which we'll get into them in a little bit. But, um, I think they might go with McKinney at 18, 19. I know you're saying best available lineman, but they signed the offensive lineman. I think the line will do, but I think there's so much talent. And if you have four first round picks, like, I mean, at 18, you get McKinney at the safety 19, you probably get the best, you know what I'm saying? You probably get the best, um, Defensive lineman available, which possibly could be Ken Law at 19. You know, there's a lot of people who, you know, in the very beginning, he was the top 10 pick. Now it's almost like it's hit or miss. Like if he doesn't go, 
to Jacksonville, then he might drop all the way to the Falcons or the Cowboys or possibly the Dolphins. And this is just hypothetically with them having the 19 pick. They could end up getting, you know, your first round already would be possibly Tua Herbert, McKinney, and and Kinlaw. That's already a win to me as a first round. And that's for looking forward for a very promising two to three years ahead in the future for Miami, um, especially with getting your quarterback of the future or who you're hoping to be your quarterback of the future. And then with pick 26, I would go with the running back. Um, yeah. You have Devontae yeah, Parker. Preston Williams is coming off an injury. Uh, don't Preston Williams was was very good to me until he got hurt. But you got him coming off an injury. I arguably would go with a running back. I know they signed Jordan Howard, but I, I would go with a young running back. And to me, more, more than likely, all the running backs will be available at pick 26. Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins. Edwards Hilaire, those are probably the top four running backs in the draft right now. Really, with that first pick, you're, you, with that first running back being taken, we're more talking to me, Swift, Taylor, or Dobbins. But I would evaluate my running backs, and who do I think out of those three, out of Swift, Taylor, and Dobbins is the best running back? And with pick 26, with it being my fourth first-round pick, I would go with the best running back that you think, and more than likely, unless other teams are surprising us, a lot of all of them are probably going to be available at pick 26. Maybe Swift is off the market because that's who they have is the highest rated running back. But maybe Swift is off the market, but I would go with a running back. So then you look at, you have Devontae Parker and Preston Williams. You have a decent offensive line. You went ahead and signed Eric Flowers. So it's not like they didn't go for all their offensive line. They got some pass rushers at free agency. They handled their safety. I mean, you talk about getting Xavier McKinney at 18. You have Howard and Byron Jones at corner, bro. You get, you get a nice young safety over the top. That, that could be very deadly right away. You know what I'm saying? As long as Xavier McKinney is an impact player right away, you got your quarterback of the future. Why not consider, and you if you get Ken Law, you know what I'm saying? That's just hypothetically. But if you were to get Ken Law, you got the best defensive lineman available at that time. Why not consider going ahead and getting probably your next weakest spot after that? You address all, a lot of your other weak spots. I mean, it'll be kind of at 26. It's either to me running back or offensive line, unless you were to want to get another wide receiver I would also consider another wide receiver depending on who was available you'll probably have Jalen Rager available Denzel Mims could possibly still be available um with it being my fourth first round pick I would consider a guy like KJ Hill he to me you know I'm saying he's not gonna go until the second maybe even the third round but depending on who's still available you will have Jalen Rager you will have Denzel Mims you you probably still will have uh, Chenault from Colorado. So there, there'd be a bunch of different ways, but I would go with another wide receiver or I would address my running back situation because Jordan Howard ain't going to be there forever. And to me, Jonathan Taylor could impact as a running back day one. I think DeAndre Swift could impact as a running back day one. And I think Dobbins could impact as a running back day one. And if you want to address your running back situation, to me, after those three available, running backs are a dime a dozen, but we're not talking about taking the top five pick and grabbing a running back. To me, those are the three running backs in the draft this year that can take impact day one. I'm not sure any of the other running backs will be day one impacts. Maybe over time, over two or three years, that impacts. And, you know, you find gems in the second or third round. So I do understand that, you know, we always have that conversation about the value of running backs nowadays. But with that 26 pick, I would consider, especially if I have Taylor Swift or Dobbins, if all three of those guys are available, I would just evaluate who I think is the best out of those running backs, and I would consider taking a running back. Yeah, you know, um, if, if they were to get McKinney, 
they probably would have a strong argument to say they have the best uh, the best uh, um, defensive back duo or uh, group back there. You're talking about McKinney, Byron Jones, and uh, Xavier Howard. They probably would have one of, if not the best, defensive back uh, group back there. Now, at 26, uh, um, just thinking about this just now, um, I would probably pass up running back because out of those three, three or four guys you name, one of them, if not all of them, will probably be there. Um, actually, well, no, they wouldn't be there because they would be trading those two second rounds for uh, to Oakland. Um, but personally, at 26, man, I would that uh, a pick that I would that I actually would love to see, and it would be pretty fucking nasty, would be a Patrick Queen going to Miami at 26 to to, to solidify that linebacker core with Calvin knowing. Yeah, and it's possible that he falls that far. Like, I mean, it's not far. It's not like he was a top ten pick that's gonna drop down to twenty six. But it's possible that Patrick Queen is still available. Um, you know, looking at a lot of mock drafts, going over a lot of mock drafts, shit, hearing a lot of yours. You know what I'm saying? You do this for fun. You do this all the time. But uh, I think I think uh Patrick Queen's really more leaned on as far as um a lot of people have Patrick Queen going to the Saints. So obviously at pick twenty six. Is that when do the Saints pick? Twenty four. Mm. But see, the thing with the thing with the Saints is that at twenty four, yeah, they could take Patrick Queen, and that would be an awesome pick. But I think I think I think uh, New Orleans might be having an eye on their future, and do not be shocked if Jordan Love goes to the New Orleans Saints at twenty four, which would actually be a badass pick for them. Do you he, think Jordan Love would fall to twenty six? Do you think he's falling past New England in the first round? The New England picks right before at twenty three. Yeah, um, I think I think New England will pass on Jordan Love. If I had if I had to just the intuition, I would have to say I think New England got their fucking eyes set on uh, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, somehow, some way, the football mafia is going to find a way to gift Trevor Lawrence to the Saints and or to the Patriots. I'm sorry, I already know, but um, I think they would pass on him, and I think the Saints would consider drafting Jordan Love. At 24, which would be an awesome pick, honestly. Um, and therefore, um, Patrick Queen falling to Miami maybe at 26. But then you also have uh, the Baltimore Ravens in need of another linebacker, too, after losing a Wuzawar. I believe I think they lost him. Um, and they could also draft him, too, which would give them a nasty, nasty defense as well. Um, yeah, but uh, the, the first three picks you nailed. It's just that I'm, I, for running back, I'm not, I'm not, uh, and I know we drafted Jordan, or uh, I'm sorry, uh, Josh Jacobs last year. Um, but the value for running backs, to be honest with you, like, unless you have a Zeke or unless you have, you know, these, these McCaffrey's or, or Saquon's, you get like just as much value if you wait. There's a guy like Zach Moss is going to go in the third round in Utah who's a fucking stud, but he's just not being talked about as a, as a first round running back. But he can go into second or third round in Miami to draft him in the third and get better value being that you got a caliber uh, running back like that in the third. Um, so me personally, I would probably pass on running back at 26, being that running back, you could find a, a serviceable running back in the third or fourth round. You know what I mean? And there's yeah. no, there's no Zeke's this year. There's no McCaffrey's. There's no Saquon. So I don't necessarily think that Miami need a running back at 26 is, a, is as big as we probably should make it out to be. Yeah. Um, do you think, so do you think that Jonathan Taylor is like undervalued? Cause I mean, the same way that Zeke came out, the same way that Saquon Barkley came out, like, to me, Jonathan Taylor is that same type of back. You know what I'm saying? Like, he but is. I think the value of it's running backs has gone down, and there's a lot of teams. The last, 
like five years has really kind of gone down. Not to say that they're not valuable uh, for offices. I just think the teams um, value their position a little bit less than what they what they used to. Um, it. I think I think Jonathan Taylor probably him or or uh, Trip probably should be a first round pick. Um, they have first round talent, but I, ultimately I think they're going to second round just because teams don't value running backs as high anymore. That's why you don't see guys going in the top five or top ten as often as 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 they used to, with the exception of the guys that I just named. Um, but I think they're being valued fairly. You know, like a second round second round uh, 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 grades is 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 not bad. Yeah. Um. So. As far as, you know, we got into your Raiders. We got a lot into the Dolphins just because it's so much the Dolphins could do. So I just really wanted to address what we think the Dolphins could do, should do with three first-round picks. Possibly, you know, you that's the first time I've heard it, but it's not a bad idea. But possibly even gaining a fourth-round pick by giving up both their second-round picks, which to me wouldn't be a, if, if Oakland called my phone as, a, as the Dolphins GM and said, hey, we want both your – there's nobody in the second round that you're valuing that much. That you wouldn't jump in the in again for a fourth pick in the first round to get like there will be somebody that you would jump on like man he's sitting there yeah I'll make that trade just because I know even if it was to jump in the first round to make sure they get their running back because I know like a lot of people have the Dolphins have their eye on possibly J.K. Dobbins with that fifth pick in the second round you know what I'm saying so so even if they're like all right we'll jump up but you know it just depends maybe if they think Dobbins will get taken because the two the two uh, Two teams that I think are looking at running back in the first round are the last two, which is Kansas City and San Francisco. I think those are possibly, if Swift goes before that, he could. But I think those are the two teams that are arguably looking for a running back. Mind you, especially with San Francisco, because San Francisco has the number 13 pick. So I think with that 31, they'll be looking at a running back. And I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of the first round is back-to-back running backs. And whether it was Swift and Taylor, Taylor and Dobbins, Swift and Dobbins, I would not be surprised if Kansas City or San Francisco with that last pick took a running back. Both of them with 31 and 32 took running backs. Um, to me, that's probably on, on both both their teams, that's probably their biggest need. Uh, neither team really needs much. I mean, we're talking about the two teams that just played for the Super Bowl. But we're also talking about teams that didn't lose a lot. Uh, San Francisco would address probably their biggest need now at this point is probably wide receiver. And I feel like they would address the wide receiver situation in uh, – at pick number 13 and I think possibly you know I guess their next need after wide receiver need is probably corner and I could see um AJ Terrell going at 31 you know or 30 yeah 31 to San Francisco but I just are you more sold are you sold on Mostert being that guy again to where you know what I'm saying it would be your second pick of the first round you could justify getting a back that's going to be at least that guy for the next four or five years like you talking about coming on to San Francisco with a top offensive line, a top defense, a good quarterback. You know what I'm saying? A, a team that just went to Super Bowl. You're talking about giving like Jonathan Taylor, J.K. Dobbins behind that. They, they would be impact players day one with because that would be the right situation. Good line, good everything. You'd be setting them up for success. And you know what I'm saying? So I would I would consider, even if I felt like I needed corner, I would consider taking a running back about San Francisco because you jumped up and got pick 13. I know you gave Buckner up for it, but you had pick 13 and that your your biggest need is wide receiver now that you lost Emmanuel Sanders and I do feel like they'll address that with pick 13, which is very possible possible why Henry Ruggs might not be there. You know what I'm saying? At 13, he might be gone at 13 to San Francisco. I very easily could see 
You know what I'm saying? And I think the Jets could mess up the wide receiver situation if they take one. Um, there's another team out there. I think Arizona, the safe pick and the smart pick is to get an offensive lineman at, at number eight. You know what I'm saying? But it wouldn't surprise me, even with trading for DeAndre Hopkins, it would not surprise me if they went and got C.D. Lamb. It wouldn't surprise me. But the safe pick for Arizona would be to get an offensive lineman. But I just I think there should be a little more value in these running backs. But, you know, I'd be okay with, like, Dobbins going to Miami in the second round. Um, At the farthest, he'll probably drop to the Bucks in the second round. You know what I'm saying? Because I think that's the one need they need outside of an offensive lineman to protect Brady is I think the Bucks are another team that needs a, a running back. You know what I'm saying? They got receivers. They got tight ends. When you look on the offensive side of the ball, that's they kind of miss an offensive lineman and an impact running back. But, you know, like you said, third, fourth round, you can find one. Ronald Jones will suffice. You know, Ronald Jones or Peyton Barber will suffice with Tom Brady back there at quarterback. They're probably going to throw the ball a lot more than run anyway. But, um, you know, so we've talked about all this. So I'm going to ask your opinion first because it won't be a biased opinion. Dallas, my Dallas Cowboys have picked number 17. Um, what do you think what do you think we should do with pick number 17? What what would you what do you see us doing and what do you think we should do if you don't agree with what you could see us doing and what you think we should do? What do you think pick number 17 like how much weight should it hold for us? What should we be looking at? Pick 17 being that you guys lost Byron Jones, you have a huge need at cornerback now. The pick here to me if, if I'm a Dallas fan, I'm 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 hoping that CJ Anderson falls. This. That's like the best pick. I know some people, you know, flirt around with wide receiver, this, this, and that, but I think I think cornerback should be the pick at 17th with CJ Anderson. Uh, you guys lost Byron Jones. You guys need his replacement. Um, if it's not CJ Anderson, I think it it should be the best available offensive lineman. And I'm looking at Cesar Ruiz, the center out of Michigan. You guys lost your 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 you know your franchise senator Travis Frederick. He retired, so you have a need of that. I know you have an adequate backup, but Ruiz is is, is probably going to be a a a beast in the NFL playing playing center after anchoring the uh, offensive line over at Michigan. And you know the Big Ten breeds them, them big hogs, yeah, you know, some dogs on the line. So though, that that to me is is what the pick should be. It should either be cornerback CJ Anderson, which would be a fucking awesome pick. He's an awesome cornerback, or it should be. Uh, best available offensive line, Cesar Ruiz or, or one of these other guys. Um, I think that Dallas is still in their window, man. Dallas is still in their window of, of, of a playoff a playoff team. They they uh, they they have a loaded roster, and I know they lost some players, um, but that, that roster is still so good. You talk about your receiver situation. Is oh, uh, tight end is probably another another position that that Dallas is going to have to address. Um, I know you, you guys aren't as deep or as good at tight end. If you guys got one of the Cole Komet for, uh, from Notre Dame at tight end over there, he'd, he'd be awesome. Um, but as far as it, just to answer your question, the, the, the pick should be CJ Anderson or Cesar Ruiz at 17. And I don't know if that's who you want, but if I'm, if I'm a Dallas fan, CJ Anderson or Cesar Ruiz would be my pick. Yeah. Um, CJ Henderson would not be, that, that would be a good pick. Uh, Actually, if he's there at 17, that's honestly going to be the best pick. Now, before we went and signed Ha Ha Clinton Dix, um, I was sold on the fact, like, if Dallas doesn't draft Xavier McKinney or Grant Delpit, I'm done. Like, I'm done with Dallas. We we've Safety has been a big need for us for years, bro. I Probably the past eight, nine years, bro. So, if Dallas wasn't going to draft, you know what I'm saying, uh, 
like McKinney or Delpit, and they was to go in any other direction at the time. Now, corner could have been another direction, but if they was to go in any other direction at the time, before we got high Clinton Dix, I was going to be done with the fact that, you know what I'm saying, Dallas can't get safety right. But corner, we have we have Jordan Lewis, we have Chadobia Wuze, and don't forget at corner, we do have Anthony Brown coming back off injury. Missed all the last year, or m- most of last year. He got, hurly- he got hurt early in the season. So he missed a lot of last year. But So we have Anthony Brown coming back. We got high Clinton Dixon at safety. So I, I, I like your, your the argument of, us getting the best center available, even though we got um, Connor, what what's it? Connor something? We got him in the second round as a center last year, or third round as a center last year, and he played some last year. You know what I'm saying? And he did. I think he'll do his job where we may not have to address that offensive line situation. And then me, I'm I'm a skills position guy, and I would not mind. I I will be satisfied if. Unless Henderson's sitting there, that's the smartest pick is find Byron Jones' replacement. But I will be satisfied if we address the wide receiver position. I'm 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 a skills position guy. I know corner is also a skilled position, but I'm an offensive guy. I like to see offense. And with Dak throwing 4,900 yards last year, and I'm still not sold on that, but with him throwing 4,900 yards last year, I would love to see what we could do with Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and another guy like Denzel Mims. Um... Chanel, after the combine, his uh, he looked like a really good pick and wouldn't have been a bad pick at that time. You know what I'm saying? Like at 17, to go ahead and get Chanel if you want to address your wide receiver. But he did he his combine didn't look as good. He didn't look as athletic and you know what I'm saying, as quick as fast as we all thought he was and how he looked on the field. And you know, combine is sometimes a bad perception. It could be a bad day. But I wouldn't mind if, if Denzel Mims is there, which more than likely he will be the receiver that's there. I wouldn't be upset with Dallas getting Denzel Mims. I get it. You know what I'm saying? Wide receiver isn't our number one need. We lost Travis Frederick. You know what I'm saying? We let Byron Jones go. Um, another guy that I would think if if Kinlaw falls to 17, he should also be a thought. But another guy I was thinking about this literally earlier today. We lost Robert Quinn as a defensive end. Um what Chasen, the defensive, the edge rusher from LSU. I think if you're not trying to fully address that cornerback situation, I think Chasen should be in consideration for Dallas to go ahead and get another edge rusher opposite of Demarcus Lawrence because we lost Robert Quinn. I think he should be in consideration, especially with us getting Alden Smith. You know what I'm saying? Um, there's no guarantee that he plays. He still hasn't been reinstated, but I guess the the projection is that he's going to be reinstated. We got Alden Smith. I, w- I would consider Chasen too I w- I w- as a good edge rusher. You know what I'm saying? But I think that he'll be a pick that Atlanta might even consider to replace Vic Beasley. But there's a bunch of different ways we can go because there's not heavy needs everywhere, but there is like a solid need at a couple positions. So whatever way Dallas goes, I hope they pick the right way. Um, With signing Clinton Dix, you know I'm good with us not drafting the safety, but I just hope whatever draft pick, I hope whoever we pick as an impact player, I don't care if it's Henderson at, at corner, you know what I'm saying? I kind of have high expectations for whoever we pick at 17 because roster talent-wise, we have a top 10, if not a top 5 roster as far as talent 1 through 22. Now, we're not depth top 5, but we have a top 5. We have a playoff roster and even make a run in the playoffs roster. With us getting Mike McCarthy, I think it's possible. I'm not saying Super Bowl, but I, I, I my expectation is guaranteed like Low expectations, Dallas make it to the playoffs, especially with there being an extra spot. You make it to the playoffs and win a playoff game. 
So my expectation for whatever rookie we bring in, whether it's a lineman or corner, receiver, whatever, is to be an impact player day one. You ain't got to be a superstar, but you got to be an impact because we're in our window, and our window's closing very, very soon. So, Yeah, Dallas, Dallas is a – it's kind of like Miami. They're, 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 they're kind of in a position to where they, it's going to be really hard to fuck this up. Obviously, it can be done. Teams fuck up drafts all the time. Miami's in good hands. They got a lot of a ton of tra- draft capital. They're they're gonna they're gonna add playmakers. You guys, honestly, you guys really can't fuck with that pick because Xavier McKinney would be a home run pick. C.J. Anderson would be a home run pick. Uh, Cesar Ruiz would be a home run pick. Uh, Chazon or whatever the fuck his name is, he would be a home run pick. Kinlaw home run pick. So, um, and because you you'd be drafting not only for need but but you'd be drafting for guys that would make. The play immediate impact um, with with those guys. Um, I had totally forgot about McKinney being a possibility for you guys too. Being that you guys drafted or assigned a Clinton Dix, it makes that need not as as big anymore. Um, but you, I mean, you draft your safety for the future, and you and McKinney's lined up as an outside cornerback inside the slot. He's lined up as as a safety over the a single high. He's lined, you know, so he's very versatile. He, he's he's this year's Mika Fitzpatrick as far as the safety. Out of the safety position, you know, Minka played damn near every position on the backfield for Alabama. Um, so I, I think Dallas is you guys are in good hands. You guys, you guys really cannot fuck this pick up unless to me, if you guys went wide receiver, which I I don't think it should be wide receiver, but that's that's a different argument. Um, but yeah, you guys, you guys, are, you guys are in good hands, man. I think you guys are make make a make a solid pick. Um, I think uh, McCarthy is gonna end up he's gonna end up cleaning up a lot of. A lot of mistakes that uh, your former coach used to make, and I think you guys are going to be happy. He's a, like you said earlier in one of your other episodes. McCarthy's a proven winner. He's a Super Bowl winner. Um, he's he's coached the MVP quarterback before. Um, so I, I think Dallas. Is, and then, like you just said, the expansion of playoff teams. I think at the very minimum, the very minimum expectations for Dallas is playoffs at the very least. Yeah, and that may not even fully be successful, but like it's is if you if we don't make the playoffs, if the Cowboys don't make the playoffs, it's a bust season. I don't give a damn how good Philly is. I don't care if Washington takes a great stride. I don't care if we don't make the playoffs, especially with that next spot being available. It's a bust season. We have too much talent to have not made the playoffs last year. Like forget the coaching and everything. We changed the coaching. You know what I'm saying? So to me, there's like no the what Dallas getting a new coach and especially a proven coach and Mike McCarthy. You know what I'm saying? We left room for there's no there's no reason. You know what I'm saying? Mike McCarthy's good is a good like you know he's another quarterback whisperer kind of guy. So there's no reason why Dallas isn't good. There's no reason why Dak Prescott doesn't show improvement. Um, there's no reason why we fuck this first round pick up. Um, no matter which way we go, like you said, I guess I guess the only way you feel like we can fuck it up is wide receiver. But if he came and was an impact player on the offense, you know what I'm saying day one, then it really wouldn't look like a fuck up. Um, Especially if you think about it would be a slot receiver or even considering moving Michael Gallup to the slot. To me, it wouldn't be a, a bad pick going for a receiver. It's, def, it's definitely not one of our top two, maybe even top three needs. But it, it, it's something to think about. We have two running backs, you know what I'm saying? We we arguably have our franchise quarterback. We haven't committed to him as far as franchise quarterback. But we have our franchise quarterback. So, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot. There's a few different directions. There's only a couple different directions that make the most sense. And that's probably a center to replace Frederick, corner to replace Jones, or safety for the future because we did only sign Clinton Dix. For one year, but um, 
yeah, I just I hope Dallas gets it right. I hope whoever we get is an impact player day one. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, you know, guys will be all right, man. You guys are in good hands. Um, uh, you guys, uh, you guys aren't missing a whole lot. Just seen a, few, um, a couple spots here and there and some death, but Dallas is they're they're in a good situation. And then your your division's a little tough. Um, not so much the best teams that are out of that division, but you know Philly's just a competitive team. You guys are are a competitive team. The Giants, it's not that they're they're that they're very good, but they're just you know these, these rivalry games or these, these division games, they just they're always like good matchups. You know, you got your guys' game against Washington or against New York, they're always just tough games because you guys know each other so well. So, and and in Washington, they're loading up on defense. I they're and 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 they got Haskins and Terry McLaurin, which that let you know. I think this year they're probably going to make a, a big leap as far as their development. Um, and uh, the last team. So I already touched on New York, Philly, you guys. Um, it's just a it's, it's it's a pretty tough division as far as within the division. You guys are always beating each other up. You know the the, the division's always been like that. It's kind of like the AFC West, where the the Raiders and Chargers and Chiefs and Broncos they're kind of always beating each other up. Um, but you guys are in good hands. I think I think you guys should win the division next year. If I had to bet money right now, who's going to win the AFC East? I'd probably put money on Dallas. Yeah, uh, I'm hoping that becomes the case. Um, you know, we've hit a lot of good points today. Um, you know what I'm saying? We've talked a lot of draft talk, your team. We talked my team. Uh, we talked the Joe Burrow to a situation. Um, there's a lot we addressed. So, you know what I'm saying? Um, that's how we're going to close it out. We're going to close it out. We closed it out with talking about my Cowboys. But to me, this was a great conversation. You know what I'm saying? If, if y'all were listening, give us feedback, what you think about what Hefe was saying, what you think about what I'm saying, where you would adjust as far as who we would take where. Um, it wasn't much of a mock draft, but if you listen to our analysis, tell us what you think. If you if you have a different opinion, most definitely let us know. Um, Hefe, again, I appreciate you for getting on. Um, this won't be the last time y'all hear Hefe. You know what I'm saying? The draft is three weeks out. I'm pretty sure if you don't hear him on here before the draft again. You're definitely going to hear all, hear from him a day or two after the draft closes. We definitely going to have a post-draft talk the same way we had a pre-draft talk so we can see where we were wrong, where we were right. We can discuss once the picks are solidified and final, we can discuss who we think came up and who had the most improved team because at that point, a lot of free agency and the draft is over with, so we'll start talking about who we think is the most improved team altogether between free agency and the draft. But like I said, that's all today. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, Mo underscore up in flames. Um, check me out. You know what I'm saying? Get my get my name out there. Like, subscribe, comment. You know what I'm saying? As always, we're up on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. So always check us out. And on that note, Murph out. <laughs>